0: This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au. Welcome to a new Media Week Podcast special guest today, Wendy Moore, Group GM of Lifestyle. Welcome, Wendy. Thanks, James. Now, people will probably, won't know you so much as a TV executive. No. They'll either know you as a magazine publisher and editor. Yep. Or a TV judge. Mm. Now, have you left both those careers behind or...?
1: No, um, I am still planning to continue with House Rules. Yep. Um, so that was kind of one of the things that we, we talked about when I moved over. Um, so I'll still continue doing that, and I, but I have left magazines behind and okay. I realised that <laughs> this is the first time in my entire working life since I left school that there hasn't been a magazine on the stands that I haven't been involved in. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So House Rules, of course, the successful Seven um, lifestyle reality show Mm -hmm. that's been running. How many seasons have you been? Were you been there all the time? I've
1: been there since the start and we just, the seventh season went to air this year. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. And then your magazine was Home Beautiful for a long time? Yeah. 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 I
1: still, I was talking to Sarah, the editor, this morning and um, I still keep in touch with that team and the mag's still going well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's still looking good, isn't it? Yeah. The, um, the, the magazine, it's, there's a few titles that sort of defy the slump and hopefully Home Beautiful will be one that will have, have a lot long future ahead of it.
1: Yeah, it feels like it. It's you good. Know. Yeah.
0: Tell us a little bit about what do you do as Group GM at Lifestyle?
1: Um, it's it's actually um, a, quite a creative job, actually. A, a, more creative than I thought and um and and definitely as creative as I hoped, it, it's a bit of a mixture. There's obviously some programming involved, so we have a programming team, and Heidi Clemensons, the head of programming, and so it, it's all about understanding what shows we want to put to air, and and when and why and and what the blocks are, and and how that's going to feel for the for, for the viewer or the customer, um, and what we want to acquire. So looking overseas and seeing what shows we think our audience will like, and um, acquiring that content. And we buy particularly a lot from the UK, which definitely resonates with our audience. Um, and then there's the digital side. So we have a website and we um, we have lifestyle.com.au and we have a digital team that um, creates all the content at the at the back end of that. Um, and then there's obviously the production side as well. So commissioning new shows and um, and, and the, the existing shows that we've got, like Love It All Listed or... List it or Selling Houses or Great Australian Bake Off that that we already have and commissioning the new series of those and all the marketing and promotion that goes behind that.
0: So the flagship, I guess, remains the TV channels pretty much, yeah?
1: Yes, and I think really what the channels are definitely the flagship products, but I I think what we're really focusing on now is that lifestyle is a brand in itself and, and the channels are you know the main products of that brand, but still, there's a lot more to do under that brand.
0: So three channels: lifestyle, lifestyle home, lifestyle food. If yes, I get that right. Yes. And
1: I just had Arena added to my. That's right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that happened last week. So that's yeah. exciting.
0: Yeah. Now you were at a um, sort of a programming event, if you like, a mm-hmm. bit of. I think Foxtel built it as a programming shake-up, explaining what they're doing. Mm. Uh, you were, what's happening of lifestyle was sort of central to, to the announcements there. Um, to me, one of the things that struck me was that you were really making a a pitch to women, saying, "Look, this is a maybe more than the channel has it, channels have in the past that this is a, a destination for women."
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely, and and that was one of the things that Patrick um, Delaney and I talked about when I first joined and, and prior to joining is that um, I think Foxtel is well known for and very famous for what they do in sport, um, but the reality is that Lifestyle and, and Selling Houses being one of the shows is, is the top-performing um, content on the platform and that we really need to remind everyone that female is a major part of our audience and that we really want to focus on making sure that we're still serving them the content that they want.
0: Right, okay. Mm. I'm a male viewer, still room for me?
1: Oh, yeah, you're allowed to come too. (laughs) (laughs) I think, I mean, and and that's one of the things that we wanted to um, keep in mind and, you know, just as a modern female myself, I don't want to be marketed to because I'm female. I want to be marketed to because of what I'm interested in and invariably the content that we've got on Lifestyle is family-oriented and, and I'll watch it with my husband and our audience does the same. And, and it is, by and large, predominantly female, but it's about 65% female, so that still leaves a fairly hefty male audience watching it.
0: Is that, um, is that um, call to action for women, if you like, is that as much for viewers as for advertisers to make them aware, Look, look, in case you weren't sure, this is... <laughs>
1: yeah I mean, the reality is we already have the female audience, and and I think that there's kind of two approaches. One is we want to make sure that the the content that we're we're acquiring and that we're producing is serving her needs, but also just be a little bit more vocal with our advertisers that we have a really strong contingent of female customers that are the main grocery buyers, that are the big decision makers in the household and you want to just have a bit of a reminder to say, hey, we're doing this, you need to be a part of
0: it. Was there any chat that you might change Arena's name? When it came in, did you? I, I guess you probably had discussions, maybe.
1: Oh yeah. Look, I think there was probably five seconds of discussion, <laughs> but <laughs> there was no real question. It, it's it's such a strong name and such a well recognised brand, and I think it it has earned its place to to really do that reality and that Hollywood and that glamour quite well. And I you know I know the value of brands and I know the strength of that affinity. I wouldn't I wouldn't play with that lightly, and so it was pretty quick to make the decision. Yeah. That's what we're going to keep it as.
0: Will there be much I – um mean, you announced a, a new season of um, Real Housewives of Melbourne, yeah, mm-hmm. um, with new cast members but maybe not all new cast members, is that
1: – Yeah, uh, well, we're still we're still working through that. Um, we hadn't contacted anyone prior to announcing it, so it was very much news to everyone when we announced it. Um, and we're just having a look at the cast. I think it's probably time for a bit of a shake-up, so we'll just have a think about who we think – has got interesting stories to tell and and really need to come back and and what gaps we need to find some new stories that our audience will want to know about.
0: There was a silhouette of the cast, I think, when you announced it. One of them looked a lot like Gina, I think.
1: Uh, Look, we had a bit of a play around. Actually, none of those silhouettes were any of our previous cast. So we deliberately went for unrecognisable, except that there was the original Melbourne housewife in there. We did have a silhouette of Dame Edna. Oh,
0: was that – oh, okay, yeah. that was the right – because there was some reference and I was looking yeah. and going,
1: what are they talking Who about? Are they? I know, I was surprised. I thought everyone would recognise her silhouette straight away, but no. Oh,
0: mm. Okay, so it's all – all the slots are up for discussion, I guess, yeah. They are, yeah. Wow, that'll be interesting. Mm. Um, any other programming changes to ARENA?
1: At this stage, um, we're having a look at what we acquire, so it's very early days. We do really want to focus on that – um, it'll be quite American, a lot of Bravo content. Um you
0: still have a sort of deal with Bravo to yeah. access their content?
1: Yeah, yeah so we have um, some some things exclusively and some things non-exclusively and we'll continue with that. And But I do think we need to add a few more layers to it. So we won't be making any... Um, Big changes, but it will be evolving, and I think definitely by the time the Real Housewives comes to air next year, it'll be quite a different different channel with a, a pretty robust, what did I call it, drama candy offering. Okay. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the um, I mean, Foxtel, like everybody's watching us budgets very carefully these days, and everybody's got, you know working on slim margins and things like that. Mm. Do you? Would there be any money for f- another Aussie commission? Do you think or
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, everything is being looked at on its own merits and and we know that Australian content works with our audience better than any other content and and not just for its first run, but we can repeat it later and still get really good results and always better than what we can acquire from overseas. So as long as we, we know that we can make it and we know that there's a gap in the market, we'll always be looking at new content and particularly in lifestyle. That's what I'm in the midst of at the moment.
0: So I guess Lifestyle's proven that, isn't it, that you can get great audiences for Selling Houses Australia. Yeah, I mean, and it's Love It has been on All. for the 10th time or whatever. Yeah. Nearly as strong as some of the first runs maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean, Grand Designs is in its eighth series now and um, Selling Houses in the 12th series, so we've actually just about to commission the 13th series of that. So, um, and, and with Love It or List It, it's more in its infancy but it's already got a really strong following, so... Um, you know the three of those, and then Great Australian Bake Off is just a—it's a beautiful show, and it's a, um, its it has got a great audience and huge loyalty, and actually skews a little bit younger than you'd expect. So um, we've got some some really great Australian programming, and then Gogglebox on top of it. So it's—we know Australian programming works better.
0: Yeah. Um, did have you been doing much research on? Um, audiences and that since you've come into the role and have you, you you know, was it telling you what you sort of expected or were there any surprises or?
1: Um, I, I wouldn't say that there's been any huge surprises from what I thought when I came in, but there's definitely been some things that have been much stronger or more further advanced. So we've started a research program that we've called the great Australian lifestyle, and obviously we have so much data that we pull from directly from the audience with the boxes. So we have great viewing behaviour data, and you know we have all the all the data that's available to everyone else, the Nielsen and all all that. But um, we what we wanted is to have a, a more of a wider view of what's happening on a macro and a micro level in in their lifestyle and how they're actually living their lives. So we've already started doing some focus groups, um, and then we're doing some um, interviews as well. So got some. Um, experts in the field that we're interviewing with um, across the category and then we'll do a big survey in the next um, couple of months and then we're planning to just continue that. So we're always getting an idea about what, what our audience is interested in, what's changing and um, that, that has already kind of highlighted some of the ideas that we wanted to do and brought them forward a bit um, and in some ways reassured us that what we're investing in is actually right
0: the do you see big opportunity in expanding the brand beyond the channels more is that one of the things you you'll be tasked with i guess
1: yeah definitely and i guess you know with with what we did with home beautiful that's that's definitely the the strength of having such a great brand that's got such great affinity with an audience that you know branching out beyond the screen is is quite a natural movement so we've got a few plans um for some larger events and also just to to get – we're very strong in home and we're quite strong in food but there's a whole other, you know, there's a whole other categories in that lifestyle space that we, we can really invest in and they, you know, it might come to podcasts, it might go to publishing, there's a whole heap of other things that we can do that that work together with a TV show to create a better experience.
0: Because you're part of the News Corp family, you know, would, would a lifestyle magazine work, do you think?
1: Uh, I've been asked that a few times, <laughs> actually. Um, I, look, I think so. Look, I, I haven't actually spoken to news about that. I mean, they did sell out of their home mags um, a right. couple of years ago. They um, sold obviously, them to Bauer, I think, didn't they? Yeah, they so, sold them to yeah. Bauer. Um, you know, they've got Delicious and Taste and they've got Vogue Living still. They've got some really strong brands. And we have started working with Delicious on a few projects. And um, Kerry Carrie and I, we've worked together over the years many times, so... I think there's definitely more opportunity to develop some things together there. And whether they're co branded things or um, just complementary things, the opportunity there is definitely huge.
0: Are there TV areas that Lifestyle hasn't really gone into before that might possibly be up for um, uh, visiting?
1: Yeah, there is. I've, I've, look, I've done, I'm in the midst, I'm working with Patrick and we've got a five-year strategy that we're working on just to get a sense of what the opportunity is. And there's definitely categories that I'll announce in the new year that we'll start. No, come start. on, do it today. Yeah. <laughs> that we'll, we'll start. We're going to wait till I get that we signature. We can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, how, what do I do? Do I announce it now and then we have to do it or yeah, what comes first? Yeah, um, but yeah, there's decision. Yeah, there's new categories that we definitely want to push into and I, that's what I'm excited about.
0: Uh, does your experience on house rules? Does that sort of give you ideas? You know because um, the if you like, they're fairly. Could you be a bit more adventurous on the reality side, perhaps? Um, I mean, if that's that mightn't be the right word, but you know what I mean about um, a little bit more. You know, thing commercial TV might go more than they do in sort of in lifestyle programs at present.
1: Um, I think the beauty of lifestyle is that it's a a lot more, it's a more pure experience. So it's very optimistic and it's very heartwarming and it's also very expert and information-led. So I think there's more opportunity to have more meaty content that doesn't rely on the drama of human relationships. So you don't want
0: to cheapen it too much? No, No, I think we've got
1: that. It's quite a unique position and, and that's one of the things I love about it and I think that gives us more longevity. And, um, and, and a that's, point
0: of difference maybe too. Yeah, it?
1: it's definitely a point of difference. And I think that's what allows a show like Selling Houses Australia to have such a long life is that it doesn't jump the shark. It doesn't burn out. It always delivers this fabulous, heartwarming, real-life, relatable, authentic show. As a
0: model and sticks with it. And, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I I think we are in a nice position that we can continue to do that and we, we don't have the same, you know, we have a lot more levers to pull in subscription TV than say the broadcast people do. And so I, I, I guess it's it's not necessarily what I learn from house rules, but more what I see out there in the market and understanding what our position is and staying true to that.
0: Is one of the challenges in a role like you of working out how to increase the revenue w- without interrupting the the viewing experience and making it, you know, look. Oh God, you know, this used to be a nice channel, and now they've gone. You know, it's, it's putting the hand in your pocket every chance they get. And yes,
1: no, look, because I,
0: that's no doubt that's part of your job, I guess, to generate a bit more revenue.
1: It is oh, definitely. I mean, that's always the dream, isn't mm. it? But I, I guess we have a different model because we are a subscription service, so we have more revenue streams, mm. and and that also means that we have. Uh, like a greater reliance on making sure that what we do for our customers is what they're actually wanting. I I guess the good thing about lifestyle is that um, any kind of advertiser and integration, it's quite easy to find like-minded advertisers that have products that we know our readers want to know about. And we have lots of different ways that we can weave it into a story that is actually of service to our readers and to our viewers, I mean readers land, to our viewers. And in a lot of ways, it's kind of part of service journalism. And, and I know that with Selling Houses and Love It or List It, we put the supplier list of every renovation up on our website and it gets a huge amount of hits. It's a massive traffic driver because our audience genuinely wants to know where these products are from and how to get them. And and actually not to provide that information would be remiss. That's that's an expectation. We make something relatable. You have to make it attainable. And um, so I think in that way, the task is a little bit easier. It's just making that available and also investing in Australian content so that we have the vehicle to do that.
0: Could there be more, could you do more things like Gogglebox? I don't mean like Gogglebox, but in a similar I mean, it's not purely a lifestyle show, is it? It's a bit different to a lot of most of your other programming.
1: It is a bit different. I think that's what I like about Gogglebox is that it reminds everyone that lifestyle isn't just about renovation and home, that lifestyle is how people live. And it is lovely to... Um, watch Gogglebox and see like-minded people in their own living rooms having the same thoughts, or sometimes opposite thoughts to you, when you watch the same content. Of they, they are so there is something that is essentially lifestyle about that, and I it's nice to remember that that we are actually dealing with a very broad category here that has lots of different things in it that we can we can create for our audience and that it sits well and we have over the years I mean before I was here and and since thought about where the goggle box has got a a different home and we've looked at it but each time we come back to it essentially it is that heartwarming moment of connecting with real people, and that's what lifestyle's about. And it just keeps on coming back as being the right place for it.
0: Well, you're not going to let them take that away either are you? Well, yeah. there's that
1: too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> forget,
0: forget about that, right? Yeah. As if we're going to agree to that.
1: Yeah, but I mean, Come even on. even with, without my selfish eye on it, when you know having having Arena as part of my um mm. my my remit. You know, that would be one of the other homes that you would consider it. But even then, I think, no, I, I think it's in the right home. I think it, it, it feels right there.
0: What are the numbers like in ratings between lifestyle and the the others, home and food?
1: Um, well, lifestyle is part of the basic package. So that always has bigger okay. numbers um, yep. and, it, it, you know, it, it serves to a greater audience. So that that'll always work. We've had quite a lot of growth in food um, recently and, and homes, both food and home are performing really well. We have great content in both of those and they're, we have a bit more exclusive content because they're tiered channels. So, you, you know, they're part of a higher tier to pay for. Um, but, uh, they do really well. I mean, they, they're generally right up there as far as channel performance.
0: You haven't asked for it, but I'll give you my feedback on the okay, other good. brands. <laughs> give me your
1: feedback, please.
0: As a male viewer too, I guess. But yeah. to me, I, I, Lifestyle is an essential part of my, and I've got all the channels, mm-hmm. but I, I, it's never up in mind to check out what's on food or, or what's on home because I figure good home shows are going to be on lifestyle. I, I don't tend to go looking for them on home.
1: Yeah, it's funny. That's That was when we were looking at the rebrand, that was kind of one of the things we wanted to talk about is really define the role of each channel and what they do for our audience. And there's actually a lot of exclusive content That happens on both home and food that never make it onto the Lifestyle Channel. Um, And we, what we want to do is be a little bit more clear with the customer of what they're actually getting and and what they can't get anywhere else. Um, And also acquiring more content that we can get on those deals so that, um, and I'm just about to go over to MIPCOM and that's one of the things that we'll be looking at. Okay. And just communicating it better.
0: Because there's a lot out there internationally, isn't there? I guess it's it's exploded that whole sort, of, as all genres have, I guess. But, yes. But in particular, lifestyle, is yeah. There must be some interesting stuff, maybe that's not getting here.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we get access to a lot of content, but it's just one of those when with so much content being made, and we kind of talk about this fragmentation of audiences. Which is right, but the amount of content that's being consumed is just ever growing. So the content producers are out there, and it's about uncovering the more unexpected ones that you can find really great quality, or do co-production with and get something going that's you know is perfect for your audience, but um, doesn't you know isn't going to be found in any other way. Sure. Mm.
0: Are there any changes we'll notice to lifestyle between now and like the end of the year that? That you're able to share or?
1: Um Well, there's um the rebrand. So we've got a new logo yeah. and um I think that and a new. I've got
0: one question. Is it a cap S or a lowercase s in it's, the middle? A, it's a cap S. It's gone back to. Cause yeah, it, it's gone it
1: was, back to cap. It's
0: gone back yeah. to cap S. Yes. And there you go. Um, but one word, right?
1: But one word, yep. yeah. Got it. Um So, and I think that, you know, it is about the bringing together of life and style. And that's what we, if it's just about life, we're all doing it. It's, mm. you want to add that extra layer of style to really enjoy it.
0: Which the Cap S does. Yes,
1: which it does. <laughs> um, so that that branding um, will will hit next week. So we announced it last week. It'll hit all of our new shows and we've got um, both Love It or List It and our new show, Find Me a Beach House, launching with that new branding. And then Great Australian Bake Off will follow the following week. So it's um, it's really for us been about really distilling the brand and communicating better what the brand actually the purpose is and and what the promise is. And then the new programming will, other than um, Deborah's Find Me a Beach House, will start coming in next year. Um, And we'll – we did announce the Scott Pape show. um, That that will be in February next year probably, you know, the first half. Okay. And then we'll we'll have more shows that we'll – We'll be announcing as we go through once we get those signatures.
0: Scott Pape must be a pretty good get because I'm guessing a lot of people would have liked to get Scott Pape on their channel.
1: Yeah, oh, look, he's he's amazing. I, you know, I've had um, a few conversations with him, and he's just he's he's such a, a a great a great understander of his audience and exactly what they need, and the way he communicates with them is. Um, it's so strong. and he really does create disciples and and they love his content. They love his way of thinking, but he's never done a TV show before. Um, so this is a whole new world for him, and it's it is a a great opportunity for us. And um, I think that the show that we're making um, is possibly the start of a really, you know a good relationship because it's, It's a totally different approach and I think, and even just seeing when, you know, we did the call out for for schools to join this pilot program, um, we were overwhelmed by the amount of people, the schools that wanted to get involved. So there's obviously an appetite and a need for this communication out there and and this kind of tool and um, I think we've really hit something at a time when it's really
0: needed. Is Wednesday night the big night for you put all your best shows on Wednesday nights. Yeah. Is that the is that the night you're going to get the biggest audiences, you think?
1: Traditionally it has been. Yeah. Um look we've got we've got big Wednesday nights for the next couple of months, but we've got a few that we're looking at for Thursday nights and also we're starting to look at Mondays as well. Okay. So um the, the home and and Box is definitely hitting on a Wednesday night and that seems to really be resonating yeah. with our customers. Um but you don't want to put all your eggs in one night. So we do – that. the plan is with the new shows that we're coming out that we start spreading it across the week. And
0: Grand Design used to be Thursdays, didn't they?
1: It was Thursday and we moved it to Wednesday <laughs> and, yeah. Um, but we're, we're going to play around with the food content and a bit more of the travel content and move them on different nights. Okay,
0: or travel stuff, yeah. That's, so is yeah. there much travel stuff? We – So I don't think of you guys for when I think about travel.
1: No, and that's good because that's what I want to change. <laughs> Um, look, do we do, we acquire a lot of travel content that, that really works because obviously so much travel is international and we've got some really great talent, um, international talent that do good quality shows that's quite inspiring and, you know, relevant for our audience. So at the moment we do service that need quite well with the acquisitions, but I definitely think there's an opportunity to grow in that area and start having something that's a bit more homegrown.
0: Now, before I let you go, Wendy, I've got to ask you about house rules. Yes. So you'll be on the next season.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, looks
0: like the, it. The um, so do you do you do much pre-production work, or do you just really rock in there when there is something to judge and and off you go? Um, you involved in much of it before then?
1: I I have been in the past. Um,
0: and will that change because you're not on the magazine? Because the magazine was like the partner to the yes, TV show, wasn't it?
1: and still is. Yeah. So that's what I've been talking to Home Beautiful about. That will still be the magazine partner. And whether we do some things together, um, that that's probably something that we'll think about. But since we don't have to think about it next year, we haven't actually got there yet. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, Sarah and I have talked about it in the past and um, I'm renovating at the moment, so Sarah's already <laughs> put dibs on my house in the new year. So um, that was... Yeah, that was a funny moment when I told her that I was moving on. That was her first concern, <laughs> that she was still going to get the house to run in the Mac, <laughs> which I just thought, you're going to be fine. You totally live that brand. Um, so that, that relationship will continue and then we'll just work out how to work together and, you know, we all work really well together and it makes sense, so I think that'll continue.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah, good stuff. <laughs> all right, look, uh, great talking to you today, uh, Wendy. Thank you for coming in. Lots to look forward to on Lifestyle and the, the four channels under your um, leadership at present, yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a big year, I think. I'm yeah. I'm feeling really excited, though.
0: Yeah, mm. yep. well, good stuff. Mm. Wendy Moore, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks so much, James.